Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. This is Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. California's unemployment agency, the EDD, has processed more than six and a half million unemployment claims since the pandemic began, awarding more than $33 million in benefits. I think, is that million or billion? I think it's actually a billion. Um, But many applicants have experienced long waiting periods and some have received no benefits at all. And last week, lawmakers from both sides of the aisle criticized the EDD, calling for an audit of the agency and for Governor Gavin Newsom to intervene. Joining us to discuss how California is handling the record number of unemployment claims and to take your questions on unemployment benefits, David Chu, California State Assembly member, represents the eastern part of San Francisco. Assemblyman, good to have you with us again. Welcome. Good good morning, Michael. How are you? Okay. Thank you for joining us. We also want to welcome Carol Veen, who is senior staff attorney with Legal Aid at work and director of the Wage Protection Program. Carol Veen, welcome. Good to have you as well. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning to you. And uh, Assembly Chu, let me begin with you. Uh, I know that you and other lawmakers have been swamped, flooded with constituents calling you. They filed claims. They're not getting any response in many cases. Claims were filed months ago. Uh, No money, no responses. Uh, We're in a crisis period here, aren't we? Absolutely. You know, this is, uh, suffice to say, it's been an incredibly difficult time for everyone. But since the pandemic broke, my office, we have experienced an unprecedented number of constituents who need help getting answers from EDD. And this is true across the state. People are suffering. Uh, We have constituents who have gone without benefits for months since March and and are hearing just heart-wrenching stories from constituents who've depleted their life savings, who've gone into extreme debt, who are in panic as they're trying to figure out how to feed their their families. And, uh, And unfortunately, the response from EDD uh, has has been uh, has been frankly abysmal uh, on, on many many fronts and as you've said uh, we have constituents who are literally calling hundreds of times to try to get through call centers with no response they're often hung up on when they get a live person that person's often unable to help or they're put on a callback list no one calls them back and and this is just unacceptable right now during this pandemic and during this recession. Well, I know you and uh, Scott Weiner and Phil Tink sent a, lady, uh, sent a letter to Labor Secretary Julie So last week, uh, last month, excuse me, 
uh, talking about this concern that you just expressed, and it's a deep concern not only of lawmakers, but obviously the people who are affected by it and of all of us. Uh, but th there's talk about, on the one hand, hiring 4,800 people. I think they brought in about 1,200 on board now, and also about an audit and about Governor Newsom stepping in. So let's, and, and I think Julie Sue just last week talked about uh, special attention to hardship cases. Are we moving in the right direction here? Are we moving into places we need to move? You know, at this moment, it's really hard to tell, and this is why we have ramped up uh, the public conversation on this. Uh, you know, when you talk about staffing, EDD is supposed to be hiring thousands of new staffers, but what we have found recently is all these new hires are poorly trained, um, and if you actually are fortunate to get someone on the phone, they're giving conflicting information. Uh, part of the challenge is a technology issue where EDD has a 30-year-old computer system using a 60-year-old computer language. Um, it is so old that it broke down a decade ago during the Great Recession. They had 10 years to plan for uh, this situation, and uh, they, they didn't do their job. And, um, you know, to your point earlier, we've had countless conversations between legislators and EDD in private meetings and public hearings, emails, letters. We've made many suggestions and solutions over the past couple of months and have seen very little progress. So at this moment, um, I'm extremely concerned. It is unacceptable what is happening with the system vis-a-vis -vis millions of Californians who are suffering dramatically. David Chu again is California State Assembly member. He represents the eastern part of San Francisco. And Carol Veen is senior staff attorney with Legal Aid at Work, director of the Wage Protection Program. What advice do you have at this present time that we're in, Carol, particularly from people who are well, not getting any response, calling sometimes hundreds of times a day and not getting anybody on the line. Or if they get, in fact, I've read about people who wait a long time to get someone on the line and person hangs up on them. Yeah, the, the situation is beyond frustrating for hundreds of thousands of our, of our, um, of Californians right now. I think I've heard from our clients that EDD is a black hole, that it's a minefield, um, that it's a maze. These are, you know, critical lifeline benefits that people needed three months ago. Um, and so our advice is to reach out to the legal services organizations throughout the state who are supporting workers through this process. Um, we are able to answer some questions. We're able to problem solve with our clients. Um, and for cases that we have no solutions to, we have also been furiously <laughs> bringing them to the attention of um, those at the department and the agency. Well, there's um, also, with, uh, I'm sorry. With some uh, result, with some success. Uh, with some success. How do you measure some success? <laughs> um, any, any claimant who receives benefits is absolutely a success for us. Um, I think the other thing, a lot of people are using the phone systems. The phone systems are inadequate. Um, we are also advising people where possible to go online to use the Ask EDD function, which usually does um, generate a response within 24 hours. But that, of course, leads to huge disparities in the populations that are served due to language access issues, technology barriers. Um, it is not a solution for those who need it the most. As, as Simon Chu said, they've got an IT system that needs a total upgrade. So. 
uh, that's part of the problem that we're talking about uh, and certainly must be part of the solution eventually. Uh, we invited EDD, by the way, to join this segment and they declined, but you can join us. And I know there are many of you who have questions and concerns. Uh, you may want to weigh in on what those concerns are, but you also may have specific questions that we hope we can get answered for you here. And if you would like to join the program uh, or let us know about your experience and what it's been like with EDD, you can give us a call right now. We invite you to do that. Our toll-free number is 866-733-6786. Please feel free to be part of the program. That's 866-733-6786. Or get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum. Or email any questions you might have to forum at kqed.org. And David Chu, uh, what's, what's looming or what's coming up with respect to the state budget in terms of this? Well, we just passed our state budget this past week, and um, we have told EDD we want to get them all the resources that they need. As you said, they're supposed to be hiring 4,800 new staffers. There are over, I think, 1,200 that have been hired, but um, but these folks aren't well-trained. Um, and um, if a constituent is lucky enough after calling hundreds of times to actually get through, uh, as you said, they're either hung up on or the person who they reach is usually unable to actually give them the right answer. Um, and they're literally stuck on a, they're, they're told they're gonna be put on a callback list uh, to, by someone who knows more about the system and no one calls them back. Um, that is unbelievably um, unacceptable during this time period. EDD is failing California. Yeah, so much of this is unacceptable and, 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 and appalling and uh, Carol Veen, and yet there's some hints and I know you'll get questions from listeners, but for example, I was reading about uh, people who have to prove their identity and this is something that's uh, caused a lot of stop gaps and a lot of difficulties. Uh, but for example, if they're asked if they uh, are out of work because they have sickness or because they have an injury, uh, many of them say uh, no, because it's the pandemic as a reason they're out of work. And this seems to be a real obstacle. It's the kind of thing that, you know, is a nightmare of red tape and not answering the question the right way. That's absolutely correct. I think a lot of it is about the miscommunication around the current requirements. Um, the identity issue has been a huge um, problem for so many of our clients. The $0 notice of awards, which also touches on misclassified workers. Um, there's so much more, um, you know, there are provisions in the unemployment insurance code that would benefit claimants right now, a presumption of employee status, a presumption that if an employer doesn't get back to EDD within 10 days, that the claimant is entitled to the maximum total amount of benefits payable. Um, so many provisions that protect workers in a crisis like this one that we have not seen EDD um, start implementing. I wonder also, Carol, if I could get your thoughts about uh, the, the new federal program. And by the way, Mitch McConnell says that essentially he wants a pause in relief until he sees uh, how the economy is faring. That's been his entrenched position. But there is a new federal program that's been implemented for self-employed who otherwise would not have received unemployment benefits. And same kinds of problems that we're seeing with that? We're seeing less issues around the pandemic unemployment assistance program, the new federal program, mostly because it requires much less contact <laughs> by EDD. Um, the processing time is usually a matter of days as, as opposed to a matter of weeks. Um, but still, we're seeing errors. We're seeing uh, claimants who first get a notice of denial and then get a notice of approval, but see no payment. So 
the the problems are throughout um but i think we've seen less you know less problems with the pandemic unemployment assistance than well this may be a ray of insurance uh, generally i'm sorry i was just gonna say this may be a ray of hope in that vein uh jeff writes i had no problem i applied early april and began getting benefits within three weeks i did not call at all i only used the online system recently edd has slightly changed the interface for the better but Joan writes, and I'll go to you on this if I could, Carol. Uh, how does EDD handle misclassified contractor claims? There is no information on the website. Yeah, there's actually a lot of miscommunication on the website. Gig workers are both encouraged to apply for pandemic unemployment assistance, um, but also told to apply for unemployment insurance if they believe they were misclassified. And so that in itself has created uh, so much confusion for so many of our clients. Uh, what they, what EDD should be doing is opening a wage audit for these workers um, where there is a zero dollar um, notice of award, um, but they have listed employers. Um, and this is very common with the, the gig economy workers. Um, and we are seeing those claims languish. Um, they could be doing these in bulk, um, but they are touching each one individually, analyzing each individual's factors, doing uh, surveys of over 15 questions per claimant. Um, and we think that that should be absolutely streamlined because it's taking a huge amount of resources and there's so many other workers who are not getting their claims touched as a result. But they are gonna be looking at hardship cases now. I'm not sure what the criteria will be, but that seems to be at least a move in a different direction to handle uh, more what ought to be handled because there's some people who really can't pay their rent can't put food on their tables and we're really in a frightful situation here i want to get a caller on and let me go to christopher first christopher join us hi uh, my name is christopher i'm from pinal california thanks for taking my call sure so i've taken a reduction in earnings i work for an airline and they reduced our pay by almost 18%. So as a management employee, I'm forced to take unpaid days off through the end of September. And this is prior to learning if we get laid off next month. Mm. So I applied for partial unemployment, but the actual application is so confusing, it doesn't really stipulate whether you're partially unemployed or fully, you just have to apply as if you're fully unemployed. So that opened a big can of worms. They send a letter back to me telling me and approved to file for full unemployment. I wrote back with my corrections three weeks ago, haven't heard a word back. And I've tried for four weeks to call, unable to get through. So I'm confused as to what I need to do. I'm sorry, your situation is a rough one. It's not anomalous. Carol Veen, some advice to Christopher? Yeah, I think, um... I, it's largely going to, if you're still working and still receiving um, some wages, you are eligible to receive unemployment insurance um, so long as your earnings don't exceed um, a certain threshold of what your weekly benefit amounts is. Um, I'm happy to talk to you offline about the specifics of the numbers, um, but it's very possible that you might be earning more than the weekly benefit amount, which is $450 in California. So if you're earning more than $600 a week, you will have excessive earnings and not be um, receiving benefits during this time. Good luck so to you, Christopher. your question. And uh, yeah, uh, Christopher, I appreciate you calling in with that question. Let me uh, 
get to another caller. Eileen joins us next. Eileen, good morning. Uh, hi, good morning. My name is Eileen. Eileen, um, And sorry. I left I left a voicemail even to David Chu, and I have tried to reach everybody. Um, it's going to be four months. Uh, I was on. I I am on a temporary layoff with my employer uh, since May 13. I did apply for unemployment, and supposedly, supposedly, it went through. Everything looked good, and then they have changed the tune a couple of times. Um, I even got Senator McGuire. He got um, an assistant involved in the issue. Uh, My employer has faxed letters to EBB. No, not a single penny. I have not received a single penny, and I am 69, Hmm. super senior, and we don't know all the resources and the reasons why I am working is because I took care of my elderly mother. So basically, I need to keep working until I pass away. Eileen, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for what you're going through. You say you, you sent uh, a, a note to uh, Assemblyman Chu's office? I sent, I left a voicemail, a voicemail uh, to David Chu. And David Chu is the most, I mean, they should put him there to solve the problem. That agency has been a disaster by itself for many, many years. And it's time. It is time to tackle the problems. They use antiquated uh, forms. Uh, Nothing applies to most workers. But the bottom line is I have not received a single penny. As of today, there is no acknowledgement of anything else. When the assistant for Senator McGuire got involved, they then they changed the tune. Oh, it's not a regular claim. You need to apply for unemployment. I mean, pandemic, pandemic assistance. Eileen, I'm hoping that not- somehow that check will come to you and that you will be uh, compensated as you're obviously uh entitled to be uh you want to respond to Assemblyman Chu to uh this is one of your constituents yeah yeah and and in fact let me uh let me give you our our phone number again and please call us uh you know right as the show finishes 415-557-3013 um first of all your situation like all the situations we're hearing is just heartbreaking and we we absolutely want to help you i think one of our frustrations and the reason this past week Um, we have engaged in a more public conversation about this is um, we've been flooded with with hundreds of calls of folks and we're trying to help everyone who comes in through our door. But oftentimes we have to call EDD ourselves uh, to ask them to help. And just last week, EDD- Do you wait and do you get hung up on? (laughs) Well, 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 so here's the interesting thing is, so just last week we were told, all of the legislators were told that we could only bring one case a week to the attention of the EDD to help with expediting the situation, which frankly was just unacceptable, tone deaf, kind of a classic example of bureaucratic arrogance, right? That was what presumably lit the fire to deal with hardship cases, right? Well, they, you know, it's still unclear how they're going to handle hardship cases, but, you know, from our perspective, how are we supposed to decide among hundreds of constituents 
who's the lucky person who's going to get to pay their rent and put food on their table in any particular week. And, and, and as we've heard, these guidelines are incredibly confusing. They're not automated. Um, people get in this black hole where they send an application in and then they're told that for some reason it's not, it's being rejected, but they can't get through to anyone to talk them through exactly what aspect of the application is not, is not, um, is not perfect. So um, we're trying to help these folks, but EDD has, has been telling us as legislators that we're, we're being triaged one case a week. So, um, but all that being said, we really want to help you. So please call us in the next few minutes and uh, we'll certainly, uh, we'll certainly get on. And we're getting a lot of testimony here from different listeners. I'm just going to read what Erica says. Uh, EDD said, kept saying, uh, a specialist will call me. Three months later, a specialist still hasn't called me. I call every four days to follow up and nothing. I'm a full-time federal employee, EDD. What's your answer to that? And let me get a caller on here. Charmaine is on from Oxnard. Charmaine, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Yes, yes my question is, I received a stipend payment of just a little over $500. And because it's over 18 weeks, weeks period i wasn't sure how to complete the application and i've been trying to call them to get help because whenever i answer one question it gives me another answer but nothing matches so i'm totally confused and i don't want to be penalized for this because i only work as a mentor to college students and then i receive a stipend after the semester ends i don't know how to put that payment and i'm afraid now i might be penalized carol can you help her carol Bean? Absolutely. Is it Charmaine? Um, thank you for your question. So in terms of the application process, they will ask you about your um, last wages or income from your last employer, but it sounds like your situation is more about um, wages to report once you start receiving benefits. Um, and once you are eligible for unemployment insurance, you do have to certify every two weeks. And for unemployment insurance, you also have to report earnings the week that you earn them, meaning the week that you work. And so if you work two hours, for example, in a week, you would want to divide um, your stipend by all the hours that you'll work throughout those weeks and then report that to EDD. Um, but I appreciate you raising this fear, which is, I think, um, you know, very common uh, among our client community about the false statement penalties um, that EDD is very um, willing to put on on workers. Um, well, can you and talk? Oftentimes, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I was just going to ask. Uh, can you talk about the problems with fraud? Because uh, there's certainly been reports of that. So, certainly, and I think fraud is certainly an issue. But the the cases that we see at our office are largely about inadvertent errors and mistakes in reporting. Um, that have are never willful and are not done with the intent to secure benefits. And I worry that people are so terrified of getting somehow caught in this, you know, trap or spider web of sorts um, that it is keeping people from applying. And these are earned benefits. These are benefits that all workers are entitled to. And right now in this pandemic, this is really the only benefit that that workers have. It is a lifeline. Um, and to hear this hesitation of applying. Um, is is really the wrong message that EDD should be sending to workers. Well, we're getting uh, a lot of comments uh, expressing the sort of frustration uh, that people are experiencing and that they're going through. Uh, here's a listener who says, I filed my claim for loss of two income sources, one of which was Airbnb. 
my primary source of income for years, yet I was awarded for my only other job, which was teaching at a local university and zero amount for Airbnb. What recourse do I have? I've repeatedly called EDED and have been unsuccessful reaching anyone, and I'm getting more desperate by the day. Go to you again, Carol, if I could. Yes, of course. Unfortunately, the situation is very common. I would say these are what we're calling hybrid earners, earners that both have traditional employee W-2 wages as well as other um, kind of self-employment earnings. Unfortunately, the way that the CARES Act was written, the federal law requires that you receive unemployment insurance if you have any wages in your base period, which is usually, you know, about a year um, in the past. So um, a lot of workers who actually have lost most income from their business, their cell phone business, um, are getting very, very little unemployment insurance benefits. And unfortunately, there's no recourse there. That is exactly how the law was intended to be. Um, and there would have to be some federal advocacy um, done you know with the federal government to to change that but unfortunately uh, there is nothing that edd can do to fix that issue i hope that person can find some relief uh let me go back to you david chu with a couple of questions uh, that are related to edd and the way they operate uh one writer says uh, it seems clear this is john who says it seems clear the agency is woefully managed is there any way a high-level business consultant specializing in the issues that are bedeviling the agency can be hired to come in and get the system in shape and Another sort of related question from Rick, uh, Ricky in a tweet who says, uh, we say EDD didn't do their job around technology, but have we provided them with the funds to do it? The state is severely underinvested in tech across state departments. David Chu. I'm so glad you asked me that question. You know, I alluded to before that EDD is using a 30-year-old computer system that's based on a 60-year-old computer language known as COBOL that no one uses today. It's so old that most COBOL programmers have actually retired. Uh, EDD used to have 150 folks who coded in this and now it only has 15 and they have to literally bring folks back from retirement to, to deal with this. We know about this because a decade ago during the great recession, EDD systems broke down. They promised to fix it and they didn't. They had 10 years to plan for this recession and they didn't get their act together. And, and here's something that's even more ridiculous to know. In 2016, they decided to enter into a modernization program that was an 11 year process and they're in year four. So they're woefully behind. And then let me add one other thing. They have had a history over the past decade plus of using a contractor, a so-called you know, high-end IT consultant that has had an, an incredible history of, of bungling projects and that is Deloitte. Uh, to give you a sense, uh, years ago, they were supposed to fix the problem during the Great Recession. A $47 million contract that was supposed to take four years turned into a $94 million project that took six years, never solved the problems. And Deloitte recently got a no-bid contract to try to fix this situation. So it's just a mess. And so I do agree, we need good, competent business and IT process consultants to come in and fix this. EDD has shown no ability to be able to do that. Can you uh, push them? Can you use some muscle here to get them to do those kinds of things, particularly when it comes to sort of bringing in better management or the kind of consultants who can turn them around? 
Yeah, so um, just this past week in the legislature, uh, we, you know, a number of folks have called for an audit, which I'm supportive of. The challenge is um, audits take time, often takes many months to finish, and our constituents just don't have the luxury of time. They needed these benefits months ago. So, um, so again, we're pushing really hard publicly, privately uh, for all this to happen. Uh, and at this moment, we're still hitting our heads against a, a bureaucratic brick wall. Well, Governor Newsom has drawn attention to the sheer magnitude, which we've been talking about here, but he also expressed a kind of pride in what they have ac accomplished under this deluge. Uh, you want to comment on what the governor said? Well, listen, um, I am sympathetic to the fact that EDD is dealing with an unprecedented volume, and it's true they've been able to get billions of dollars out to what we think is probably 70 to 80 percent of folks that are entitled to their benefits, but for the remaining 20 percent, and that is hundreds of thousands of Californians, probably over a million Californians who've been waiting months. Um, it's unacceptable. The fact that these individuals have been unable to get through and their lives are literally being destroyed. At some point, we need to see improvement and progress for everybody, not just the folks who are lucky enough to put the right answers into their application and get funds. Everyone is being uplifted during these tough times. Well, I'm sorry for all of you who couldn't get through uh, to ask questions or to bring your own voices uh, this morning. This is a topic, obviously, that filled up our phone lines. Uh, with, with that we had another hour or two, but we've run out of time. I want to thank David Chu, though, for being with us. David, thank you for being with us. Thank you. And thank you, Carol Veen. Good to have you with us as well. Thank you again. And David Chu, again, is California State Assemblyman, and Carol Bean is senior staff attorney with Legal Aid at Work and director of the Wage Protection Program. I'm Michael Krasny. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.